Merry Christmas. Um, I'm so excited. Um, my, my caveat is that everything that's involved in what I'm going to share with you this morning, if I gave it all to you, it would take me about three weeks. <laughs> so I'm going to try to condense this down and talk fast, so I need you to listen fast. <laughs> um, so we're going to start um, with my favorite version of the Christmas story in the Bible, which is um, John chapter 1. And um, this is John's uh, perspective of what happened when Jesus came. So I'm going to read um, verses 1 through 5 and then um, go back and unpack some stuff. So it says, In the very beginning, the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together, face to face, in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things, for nothing has existence apart from him. Life came into being because of him, for his life is light for all humanity. And this living expression is the light that bursts through the gloom, the light that darkness could not diminish. And John goes on to talk about how that light or that living expression, or some translations call it the word, would come to its creation and tells the story of Jesus being born in Bethlehem. And I love this story, this, these first five verses especially, but it, all of John chapter one is just packed with so much information about what was going on before creation, during creation, and then after. And, but I love this picture that we get of what was going on in the beginning, before, before the world was created, before creation started, what was going on. And what we see in verse one is that Jesus, the word, the living expression, whatever you want to call it, was always there with God from the start. They were, that Jesus was not some, someone that God came up with after the fall to come and fix everything. He was always there. And the picture that we get is that they were together. But the language here is so important because it's face-to-face. -face. It's not just with. It's not just side-by-side. -side. It's not just in the same vicinity. Because being close to someone in proximity or sitting next to someone doesn't foster connection or intimacy. I mean, you sit next to someone on an airplane, probably that you've never met, and you probably don't leave that airplane feeling like you were intimate with the person next to you. But if you have to sit face to face with someone, you start to build connection. 
That's why they tell you when babies are born that eye contact is so important. Because face-to-face builds connection and attachment and intimacy. And so here we have in the beginning, before, before creation, you have God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit's here too, face-to-face with each other. In this relationship and in this face-to-face. And it says, through that, through the word, through the, the relationship that's happening here, everything is created and exists. And nothing exists outside of it. So that means that you and I exist and find our being and our life inside of this face-to-face relationship of perfect love. That's where we exist. And that's what John is is trying to say. Hey, (laughs) you've created kind of a mess. So let's go back to the beginning. Let's get back to the root of, of where you find your being and where you find your life. And it is in the direct middle of perfect love and face-to-face connection with the Father. And nothing exists outside of that. So before you even... See, truth is not true because you believe it. It's truth whether you believe it or not. It's truth before you know it or not. So before you even knew that you existed here, you did. Before you even believed it, you were there. Because it says... Nothing can exist outside of this. So if Jesus steps out of that, what happens? Everything vanishes. So then John goes on to say in verse 4 that Jesus is the light for all humanity. So out of this relationship and this face-to-faceness is the light. And the light bursts through the darkness. See, if we cut all the lights off in here and it was dark, and then we flipped them on, light doesn't just come in part of the way. When you cut the lights on, it takes over, right? So the language in verse 5 is important because it says the light bursts through And it's the light that the darkness could not diminish. And one of the the word that is used there in the Greek has a double meaning. And it means that the light can't conquer it. I mean, the darkness can't conquer the light and it can't comprehend it. So it doesn't understand. So what is darkness? A lack of understanding. The darkness can't understand what's happening here. So when John says that Jesus has come to cast out the darkness, where does our mind go when we think of darkness? Sin, moral failures, making a bad decision. But John's saying, hey, you're, 
The darkness, is, it's, it's deeper than that. Your, the darkness that Jesus found the world in was not just about their sin or their bad decisions or their moral failures. It was about his bride who now does not understand who she is or who he is. It's their lack of understanding. I heard one scholar say that darkness is essentially delusion. You don't know who you are. And that's what the darkness does. And so Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit look down and see, and and what happened in the garden? Adam and Eve forgot who he was. Their, Their thinking got twisted. It got messed up through deceit and believing lies. And so so the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are looking and they go, well, what do we do about this? The bride, the one that we love, has lost her mind. She doesn't know who we are. She doesn't know who she is. What do we do? And then, then Jesus shows up in the most unexpected unconventional way. He doesn't follow any of the rules that the religious said he needed to, to show up. He shows up as a baby to an unmarried girl, a carpenter as a stepdad, essentially, in a barn with parents from Nazareth, which is what everybody considered to be nothing good comes from there. And the first people that he's revealed to are shepherds who've been living outside watching sheep. He didn't follow any of the, any of the religious rules of how the Messiah would, would be received. And then his whole ministry goes against everything they thought it should be. So from day one, from the day Jesus is born, he's offensive to the religious. Jesus is always going to be offensive to religion. Always. So Jesus has his ministry. And then John takes us in John chapter 17 where Jesus is going to pray. It's his final prayer before he gets arrested. And at the very end, this is John chapter 17, verse 26. It says, I have revealed to them who you are and I will continue to make you even more real to them. Why? So that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me. For your love will now live in them even as I live in them.
So why did Jesus come on the scene? To reveal to us who we are and who He is. Because the darkness that we lived in had us thinking that we weren't good enough and He was mad about it. And that He was distant and you better watch out because at any moment, He's coming after you. And Jesus said, no, I came to reveal to them that they find their very existence in being in face-to-face perfect love. So Jesus says this prayer, and the very next thing that he does is he stands up and he walks across the Kidron Valley because he knows what's happening next. And so, after Jesus finished this prayer, he left with the disciples and went across. This place, where this place was, for Jesus had gone there often with his disciples. The Pharisees and the leading priest had given Judas a large detachment of Roman soldiers. I didn't know this until I was studying this. You know, most of the pictures and um, reenactments and things you see of the soldiers coming to arrest Jesus, there's like eight or ten of them. Um, actually, there was between 500 and 600 Roman soldiers. We just arrested one person. And you send almost 600 Roman soldiers. You're a little bit afraid of what's going to happen when you get there if you send that many people with you. So watch what, watch what happens. A large detachment of Roman soldiers, 500 to 600, temple police, and Judas all go to seize Jesus, one, one man. Judas guided them to the garden, all of them carrying torches, lanterns, and armed with swords and spears. So you sent 600 armed men to go arrest one person. Jesus, knowing full well what was about to happen, went out to the garden entrance to meet them. You know he heard them coming. 500 soldiers don't start marching and you don't hear the army headed your way. Knowing full well what was about to happen, he went out to meet them. And he asked, who are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he replied, I am he. And the moment Jesus spoke the words, I am he, the mob fell to the ground. Did you know that was in your Bible? (laughs) 600 soldiers. And Jesus walks out. 
declares who he is, and they all fall to the ground. Now, why did Jesus do that? It wasn't because he was planning on fighting his way out of 600 soldiers. It wasn't because for a minute he got scared and thought, maybe I can get out of this. Jesus declared who he is, and they fell to the ground because one, you can't be in the presence of the King of Kings and stay on your feet long, but also because Jesus was trying to show them and now us that he was willing to submit to the darkest parts of our humanity to save us. And Jesus had to submit to it because he could have gotten out of it, which is what he shows them when they all fall to the ground. So once more, so they all start standing back up. (laughs) Once more, Jesus asked them, who are you looking for? And as they stood up, they answered Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, I told you that I'm the one you're looking for. So if you want me, let these men go home. So Jesus says he's going to submit and he's going to go with them, knowing what's going to happen. And this is, this is how God works. This is a perfect picture of who God is and how if we will allow him, he will work things out in our life and work out the details in our life. Because, see, there's no worse way to die than crucifixion. It's the most painful. It takes the longest. It's torture. So Jesus willingly submits to the cross the darkest parts of of our humanity, of our delusion that says, God, we're going to take the perfect gift of Jesus and we're going to murder him. We're going to betray him and murder him and hang him on a cross, make him suffer the worst way possible. And here's what God does. He says, okay, I'll take the darkest part. I'll take the betrayal, the murder, the deepest, darkest part of your delusion, and I'll use that as the catalyst for the new covenant. I'll take this moment, and this will be the starting place for the new covenant. That's the gospel. That is good news. That is the story of a father and a son who went after the bride and said, you have lost your mind, but I will submit to your darkness and come in there with you so I can turn on the light. I'll sacrifice myself to save you from your own delusion and your own darkness that you created. I'll get in the middle of it and cut the light on. That's that's why he came. We weren't just lost to bad decisions and poor choices and sin. 
We were lost in our understanding of who He is and who we are and where we exist and live and find our being. And He said, over my dead body, will I lose you to that? If my son forgot how special and important and loved and wanted and chosen he was, and he forgot how much I love him, there is nothing I wouldn't do to fix that. Nothing. There's not, a, there's not a road I wouldn't travel down. There's not a place I wouldn't go to find him. I don't care what it costs me. How far I have to go or what I have to face. How much more? You who are evil and know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Jesus came so that we would, rem- we would remember who He is and who the Father is and who we are. And when I figure out that I didn't do anything to get here <laughs> and I can't do anything to get out of it, <laughs> and that Jesus said, okay, new covenant, Here's what you have to do. You just betray me, and then I'll fix it. I can rest. Not having to work for anything, or figure anything out, or perform, or find my meaning or validation in anything other than I exist and find my being in perfect love. And that I can't do anything, good or bad, to be separated from that. Now the pressure's off. I'm not having to perform for anybody. I also am not trying to convince anybody else that I'm right or that my way is the right way. Because now when I look at you, I just see somebody else who finds their being and their existence in perfect love. So I don't need to convince you that my theology is correct. I don't need to argue with you that my interpretation is the right one or that my way to figure it out is the right way. He already did all that. The answer to whatever question you have is not, is Jesus. So the wrong question that we often ask is, what is the answer? The better question is, how is Jesus the answer? How? Whatever question this is, how is Jesus the answer to this? That's what I want to figure out. Not what is the answer. I already know that. 
He is. Truth is not a concept that we have to go hunt down and find and study and figure out. Truth is Jesus. And it is whether you believe it or know it or not. Thank God. (laughs) Because if it was up to us, we would find a way to mess it up. (laughs) So he said... Let me help you out. I'll do my part and your part. (laughs) I hope that you feel encouraged today. I hope that you will go and study this for yourself. There's so much more in there (laughs) that we just don't have time to get to. But if you walk away with anything today, let it be that He did it all. And you just get to exist and find your being in perfect love, in face-to-face connection with the Father. And that Jesus is running after you Because He wants face-to-face connection with you. That's what He wants. He wants eye-to-eye, nose-to-nose. Because if I'm right here with Jesus, I can't see anything else going on out here. This is all I see. And I promise you, When you look in His eyes, all you see is a fire burning after His bride. That He was on like a Liam Neeson and Taken mission (laughs) after His bride. Not like the Disney version where the the path to get there is really simple. (laughs) We're talking about Taken, where we taken everybody out. I don't care what you look like, who you are. If you're in between me and my bride, you can move on your own, or I'm moving for I'm moving you for you. <laughs> He's after you, not so you can do anything for him. You don't have anything to do for him. You don't have anything to give him. He's not interested in that. What he's after is a relationship, an intimate face-to-face connection that says you find your being and your existence in me. You always have and you always will. And there's nothing you can do that's going to separate you from me. The lie is that you're separated and alone. And you've never been alone in your entire existence. He has always been where you exist and how. In Him and through Him. Let me pray for you. Jesus, 
I think when we finally get to heaven and see you face to face, we're going to go, wow, you were much bigger than I thought. I tried to make you something I could understand. Church, I don't think we'll ever get to heaven and say we were underwhelmed by Jesus or who He is. So God, I ask that every heart would be open this morning to the truth of who they are and who you are. Past our minds, because we can't understand it, into the depths of our soul, that the truth would ring louder than the lie, that you came to reveal to us who you are, who we are, and how loved and wanted and cherished that we are, that you would sacrifice everything just so we would know the truth. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. And that's all we have, God, to give back is our love and our life. And so, God, we say that you, you can have it all. You can do whatever you want to do because you are the only one worthy. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Amen.